0: galaxy to your ears is the nerd all the crowd with your host adrian steven uh yeah yes yeah we're back we're back all right guys so we got a little bit of an episode for you today
1: more than the other one hopefully think,
0: yes we'll we'll see it we'll see which one airs okay
1: uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh, so um the other night this is how I came up with this topic. Okay. I was watching a movie.
1: Oh, I know. Whatever it's thinking. Adrian came up with a topic, bro? Oh. Top? oh. I was watching The Tomorrow War. Tomorrow? Oh, that is a good movie. Yeah. I about that movie.
0: And I was like, there's a certain part of the movie that comes up and, like, it triggered some emotional stuff in me. Ooh. One, because I'm a father, and two, the scene was written really well.
1: Okay.
0: Anyway, then I came up with this idea. What if we come up with a list of emotionally triggering moments in TV and movies? Wow. Wow. But, wow, wow, yes.
1: Post wow, post below. All right,
0: this is how it's going to go. I'm going to do one, you're going to do one, you're going to kind of explain the scene, set it up, and then,
1: boom. All right, set the scene, reenact it. And
0: then be like, this is the moment where I started crying in control.
1: In that moment, he knew... He fucked
0: up. Okay. Alright. Right. So like I said, well the my person is like the tomorrow war. Okay. Okay. And it's that scene where all those those white spikes or whatever are coming to get their queen uh-huh. on that oil rig. And like I've already seen the movie, obviously, and I was just like, Oh my god, this is it's coming up. So Chris Pratt was brought to the future by his future daughter, or his original daughter, yeah. but she's older now. And she kind of hates him, but she still loves him. And, uh, and, you know, hey, calm down. Sorry, Dominic's here. Um, and uh, it's the point where she says, look, if we come up with this thing to kill the queen, you're going to have to take it back to the past and use it because it's too late for us now. And he's like, no, like, you're my daughter. We're, we're all going. And it's that scene. It's like, it's a dad trying to just take care of his kid. And then it's just like that part where like she's dying because like the queen like stabbed her with a spike or whatever. They doing them. And, um, and like the queen drags her down and they're falling into the ocean amidst the sea of all those monsters. And he's, Falling as fast as he can to try and save her. And then, he gets sent back to the past. Ah. Crushing and brutal to know that your daughter fell into the ocean and was mauled to death by aliens. Jesus. That was like, holy fuck. That was emotional. Stunning to see. It was like, beautiful visual effects, but just heartbreaking and brutal.
1: So is the fact that she hates him because he has to have already, like, gone to the future and come back and, like, been mentally and physically scarred and, like, been this horrible person that she grows up to hate? Or is it, like, he, that can't have happened yet, so he was, like, a bad father in another way and that's why she hates him? Well, according to her, she hates him because he just left them.
0: He, she could tell that he hated his life and it didn't turn out the way that he wanted so he just left. Okay. But when he, she told him that he was like that's, that's a load of shit I would never leave you. She's like well yeah it fucking happened dude. Yeah. And then after he knows that and he goes back to the past obviously he changes it and like he becomes the best dad he can possibly be. Okay.
1: He's like thanks a lot I gotta be a fucking <laughs> regular dad now a yeah. Normie Dad? Yeah, Normie Dad. Yeah. All right, your turn. <laughs> uh, yeah. Mine's from... Uh, what is that movie just called? Just uh, <laughs> I put the hand on the glass seat from the Rathacon, because we were talking about Star Trek. And... Oh, shit. yeah, uh, Yeah. One night was it oh we were at on um, this like my parents were doing this marriage retreat thing and like the military would send couples to like fancy hotels and stuff while their parents do marriage retreat stuff and just hang out with the other kids but at this one, we were at the, they didn't they weren't well equipped to handle like older kids so we just stayed in our room. And we were all watching the old Star Trek movies and we watched Star Trek Two, The Wrath of Khan, and I was watching it for the first time and there's a scene where Spock is trapped in the warp core, I think. And there's like a bunch of radiation and stuff that is pumping out and like he puts his hand on the glass and Kirk's like crying because his best friend's about to die or whatever, and like Spock sacrifices himself to save everyone, and that was a super emotional scene. Because I had seen Star Trek... Yeah, I saw that one first, and then I saw the second Chris Pine movie, Star Trek in the Darkness, where they switched, the, switched their things whatever, but I felt like it meant more to me because I saw the original one first and that. Um, I've seen both
0: movies as well, and the Rathcon is the most boring piece of shit ever. What the fuck? Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't, I can't relate on that one. It's an
1: iconic scene for people that are fans of Star Trek, so. Well, good for you guys. Wow. <laughs> Honestly, though, not
0: bad. I can understand why you would get emotional.
1: Because, like, if it was a regular Vulcan trapped inside there, they'd be like, well, I'm going to die because I'm sacrificing myself, and this means absolutely nothing. It was as pointless as it ever was. But the fact that Spock is half-human and half-Vulcan, like, he's able to feel the emotion of, like, I know you're sad because I'm going to die, but I'm doing this also for the greater good of the ship and everything. Yes. And I also feel sadness because you're watching me die, and you're my best friend. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't have a daughter, so I have to find feeling and emotion and other bullshit, all right? Jeez. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. My
0: second one is Rogue One.
1: Oh, okay. The entire... Third act. Yeah, it's almost like Star Trek where they sacrifice themselves To save the ship and everyone
0: <laughs> Okay, instead of one half Half-breed Fucking nerd with ears Wow, okay It's the entire blue squadron That gets trapped on Scarif And that, yes I they agree, it's like They thought that more people Were gonna make it onto Seriously, the planet yeah. And they fucking did it <laughs> But you know what um Blue Squadron fought valiantly. Yeah. yeah. They were fucking killing as many of those motherfuckers as they could. Uh, Dominic, sit down. And ultimately they, they lost yeah. that battle. A lot of a lot of the rebellion died there. And it was that was sad. Um but it was emotionally trained because it's like you finally see these two characters in Andor and, and Jinner, so you know Both of them were kind of lost. And they finally found... I don't know how to say it. They found purpose.
1: Yeah, definitely for... Oh, yeah, I guess they were kind of two sides of the same coin. Mm -hmm. And purpose and, I guess,
0: closure to their lives, knowing that they did something great for the entire galaxy. And uh, you also kind of... I felt bad for Director Krennic because, like, he worked so hard just... For it to just mean nothing.
1: Yeah. Like, his,
0: his name was buried so that uh, Moff, uh, what's his name, Tarkin, Tarkin, could just take all the credit.
1: And then Darth Vader's like, actually, I'll take all the credit. <laughs> and the other like, oh, it was your fault? I'm going to force lightning the shit out of you one day. Oh, and then, like,
0: the very end where you see Leia turn around and she's like, hope. And you're just like, God damn it, clearly ah! yeah. yeah. Fisher... That whole, that whole third act was just amazing. Just full of and like when Darth Vader came out you were like I don't know you kind of felt bad for the the rebel soldiers. You're like they're gonna fuck Yeah no there's no way I gotta <laughs> stop him. They're gonna be brutally savage into the next world. <laughs> yeah. For and really. they were.
1: The so
0: yes Rogue One. <sighs> Go over there. Dom. Stay
1: over there. Soma will wait. Yeah he's gonna come back. Yeah. Your turn. Alright, I put the flashback uh, escape scene from Django and Chain where Django and his wife are trying to escape the plantation and they're sending out the dogs to go and capture them. Like, that whole movie in general is kind of like um, it has lots of scenes where you're just seeing, like, brutality and, like, very uncomfortable not even uncomfortable, just, like, horrific things that, like, Uh, Like, you see the terrible things that people were doing to other human beings, and it's supposed to make you feel, like, uncomfortable and disgusted and grossed out. Uh, Maybe not grossed out, but just, like, it really puts it in your face of, like, this is a point in American history, or, like, world history, where, like, people were fucking slaves and they were tortured and beaten and bruised and mauled to death, torn to pieces, you know? Yeah, And it's like, that's the reason why people make movies about that, so that way you never forget that, you know, people were brutalized at one point or another, you know? Mm-hmm. It's not about, like, I don't know, trying to prove a point, it's just trying to prove, like, trying to show, like, it's a part of history and, like, you can't forget about it. Yeah. Because it makes you uncomfortable, you know?
0: Exactly. Yeah. Can't choose to forget
1: it or ignore
0: it just because it's not pleasant. Yeah. And
1: that's what makes the movie such a great that's what makes the character such a great hero because like he's the unlikely guy that you know you would never like everyone assumes like he's just another dumb black slave that isn't capable of doing anything and he becomes like a fucking western cowboy hero that, you know, overthrows the patriarchy of Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> and you know, saves the day and does it in a cool fashion. Yeah, yeah.
0: All right. Ooh, I got another Star Wars one. Oh
1: yeah, yeah
0: here we go. <laughs> Bless you. This one comes from Star Wars Rebels, okay? Season two, Twilight of the Apprentice, part two, Ahsoka versus Vader. Ooh. Now, the part that I'm talking about... Well, the whole thing is kind of just, like, insane. Because you it's like... If you've watched all of the Clone Wars, you know exactly how close Anakin and Ahsoka are. Right. The, he raised her. You know what I mean? That's basically his daughter. No. And um, And <clears throat> they start fighting or whatever. <laughs> but the scene that gets you the most is uh, a scene that I talked about earlier. A scene that the Obi-Wan Kenobi show ripped off. Right. Was where... Ahsoka flips over him, cuts his mask to save Ezra Bridger. Which I wish he would have just let fucking die. Damn. Fuck that guy. Anyway, okay. And um, she's telling she's telling Ezra to like go or whatever. And then he, you can hear not Darth Vader's voice but Anakin's voice. He's like Ahsoka, and like she hears it and it triggers her. Like her eyes open super wide, and she's like. That's Anakin. Right. She turns around and she looks at him. You can see Anakin's face. And he doesn't look angry or anything, but it just looks like, you know, and they're just like staring at each other. And then like, he kind of like, I don't know if he's, he had like a momentary lapse, but then like his, you can see his eye go like angry, like he's evil now. And Um, basically like, you know, I, I killed Anakin uh and she's like, well, I'm going to kill you. And he's like, oh, he's. I'm going to avenge his death. And he's like, revenge isn't the way of the Jedi. She's like, I am no Jedi. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, dude. That whole, that whole scene was just like, oh, my God. And then, I remember being like, angry. Like, what are you doing? That's Ahsoka. (laughs) I was so pissed. But, that's how good that scene was. You were just like, drawn into it. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's what real star wars does to you because like everything in the clone wars was just it was just such a good show it really developed all those characters and then disney fucked everything up but it's the love of the characters and the dynamic that those two characters had that made that one moment means so much because they meant so much to each other before, right? And then just Anakin's fall to the dark side, and then her leaving the Jedi Order because they basically turned on her without any proof that she did anything wrong. This whole thing, but at the end of the day, they did love each other. She does love Anakin, but she hates Darth Vader. Amazing moments, anyway. Your turn.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, you can't top it, can you? I'm yeah,
1: yeah, okay. And the pursuit of happiness when he shows up late to his interview for the internship and he's wearing his overalls and he's all covered in paint and his hair is all disheveled and he thinks, like, there's no way they're ever gonna fucking hire me now much less even you know, if I came in dressed professionally and, like, on time, you know? And it's only the fact that, like, he just happened to be in a cab with one of the bosses and the boss was like oh well, I'll pay you back later and you just get this one and he obviously didn't have enough money to cover the cab fare, and he like takes off running it's like a super emotional scene because he like returns the favor to him by giving him a job but he also knows that he's qualified to 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 do the job himself you know mm-hmm.
0: that's the Will Smith movie right? yeah with his son yeah
1: he wasn't a weirdo <laughs> <laughs> the whole movie in general is good just like a struggling father is just like trying to find not just like a job but just like find a career so he could build a life for him and his son and like like he his wife decides to leave and she wants to take a son with him and he's like you're not going to take my kid away from me you know and, like, they just go through so many hard... Like, the fact that it actually happened to that guy... Yeah. I mean, I'm sure not word for word that way, but... Mostly. Mostly, for the most part, I mean, yeah. All right. Never seen that movie. Oh, no? No. It's a really good movie. It's just, like...
0: I don't know. Well, if I was going to watch it, I'm definitely not going to watch it anymore. <laughs> well, okay. Sorry. When Will Smith assaulted Chris Rock? Oh, yeah. That was my breaking point. Also, I don't know if you realize this. Will Smith is a large man. Yeah. He is massive. Compared to skin to Kid Kid, which kid isn't Chris right. Rock's skinny Rock. ass? Yeah. It he could have knocked Rock's He could've ass. knocked him out. Yeah, he yeah. could have done way more damage than what he did. So yeah, I'm just uh even though there's movies of Will Smith that I love, I just to me I can't get past that.
1: Yeah, that's true, it makes sense. And also,
0: yeah. Anyway, here's my fourth and final submission. Okay. The Land Before Time. Ah, I did see that
1: on many of the lists out there.
0: Now, for this one, it would have been super obvious for me to be like, oh, when Littlefoot's mom dies and she's like, Uh I'm out with this bitch, yo. (laughs) (laughs) know." But the part that really... Stood out to me that broke my heart the most is when he sees his own shadow and thinks it's his mom. Oh my god! And he goes chasing after. It, then he realizes. A, I can't imagine how awful it would feel to think that the person that you love the most is right there and they're not. Yeah. And you think, and you're just like, and you're just like, your hopes. You get your hopes up. You're excited. You're like, I'm not alone anymore. And then just to feel even more alone that you than you did before.
1: Yeah, that's my list. Wow. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's fucking brutal. <laughs> my last one is when Pete catches MJ in Spider-Man No Way Home when Pete, well, when Tom Holland Spider-Man is trying, he jumps after her and then Green Goblin's like, "Not today, Parker. We're not doing this again." <laughs> and then Amazing Spider-Man Peter Parker, obviously, people know he. Captures her, he captures Gwyn with the web, but he ends up, like, snapping her neck. Yep. Right there, Like, she hits her head on the ground or whatever. And then with this one, he was able to not only capture... He catches her midair, but he also, like, lands, so that way he knows, like, she's saved. And in doing so, it, like, it saves... It, like, redeems himself and also saves her life.
0: Yeah.
1: That, that was... whole movie is just all gun-wrenching, but that scene stands out a lot
0: fuck yeah honestly Tom Holland's portray like I really felt like he was emotionally destroying that movie you know, yeah that was,
1: for real that was, that was over and over again they're like we're just gonna keep destroying you until you're, you're gonna want to break you know yeah,
0: yeah. wow yeah.
1: good thank you
0: ah yeah. <sighs> Anyway, I don't know. So, Tuesday, we're going to go watch Evil Dead Rise. Yes. And we will definitely talk about that. Yeah, we will.
1: Um, I also want to see the uh, Redfield movie. That
0: looks really good. Yeah, scene. it does. look funny. I like, they don't do this that often, but I like how Nick Cage's dentures, like, all his teeth are sharp. Oh, really? Not, yeah. Not just, like, this one or, like, this one and this one. Like, all of them are, like... What the Sharp. I like that. I like the way it looks.
1: Yeah, watch watched Wick Chapter 4. That one is so fucking good. Yeah, I want to. It's
0: it's just the whole problem is this kid doesn't want to go to the movies. Yeah. We're like, I want to go watch Evil Dead Rise today, but we have Dominic and Dominic's not gonna watch that movie. No, he's not. Huh. Neither's we Go to the bathroom. Now
1: <laughs>
0: okay. Ugh. go! But you know what? It was really good, that drink that Steph and Matthew had. No, Fresco? Yeah.
1: Oh, well, you want to talk about your trip to... Uh... To Atlanta, Georgia? Yeah, me and Adrian flew down to Atlanta, and uh, we were doing some gambling, and there was some drinking <laughs> and debauchery and hookers, all sorts of stuff. We got up to a fun time. <laughs> uh, no. Uh... <laughs> all right, right, with the actual story. Uh, no. Um, well,
0: if you... Haven't already figured it out. I work for Chick fil A, does he? Uh, and my operator um, asked me if I wanted to go on a trip to Atlanta for a couple of days and attend this event called Ascend, and I said yes. So, uh, I was at the airport, uh, like a whole hour and a half before everybody else. Wow, I was there like at three o'clock in the morning. What time is your flight? Uh, I don't even know what time my flight was. It wasn't for a while, okay. Uh, but I was there, and the crazy part that I didn't—I haven't told anybody—my dog Pumpkin was choking. Oh my god! She almost died.
1: Jesus.
0: And I remember thinking, it's like, this fucking dog's gonna die on me, and I'm gonna <laughs> have to fucking go on this shitty trip, yeah. feeling like shit. But luckily. We were able to unblock her throat, she's choking on food, wow. and she's alive, thank God. But anyway, now I wake up, I go to the airport, everybody <clears throat> else shows up, head over, it's not a long flight, but it kind of is, especially cause like the seats are like this, and like this huge black dude was sitting next to me, like, oh, he's, my God. like he's muscular, like massive guy. And, like, I didn't want to, like, touch his arm. You know what I mean? You just, <laughs> just want to kind of be like this the whole time. Mm-hmm. It was awful. I felt bad for him, though, because he was trying to sleep. And, like, he put his forehead on the seat in front of him like this. Mm-hmm. But the guy in front of him just kept moving. Like, he'd go back, he'd go forward, go back, he'd go forward, like, the whole flight.
1: Because mm-hmm. this
0: guy's trying to sleep, and it's just like... <sighs> it
1: was awful. Jesus. But... He just curled up on his arm and was like, yeah, here we go, big boy. flight
0: luck of us. But, uh, we land and, uh, we go to eat at this, uh, this, uh, steakhouse there called Malone's.
1: Okay.
0: Really good. I had a, that's I had a ribeye. Malone's. I had a ribeye with, uh, garlic mashed potatoes. It was mm. super delicious. Yeah, no, that's, that's and, um, what else? Then we went back. We did some stuff, and they're like, alright, be ready tomorrow by this time. And uh, dinner was not the greatest dinner in the
1: world.
0: I had a salad, and I was like, oh man, sweet, croutons. I love croutons. I don't know anybody that doesn't like croutons.
1: Croutons are the best.
0: They were fucking stale. It fucking pissed me off so fucking bad. I was like, I just wanted that crisp crunch of this fucking crouton I didn't get it but the people really cool that I sat with I sat with people that share my uh, position this uh, a yeah it is a sticker don't unstick it leave it alone and um it was pretty cool and the next morning we had breakfast breakfast was really good then we started this whole classes and then we went on a tour of the support center we got to see Truett Cathy's office, the guy who started it all. Okay. And it was just like a really humbling experience because, like, you see videos like, oh, Truett Cathy believed in this and this and this. And you're like, wow, that sounds like a really cool guy. But it's different when you meet people that actually worked with him and they're like, basically, like, yeah, everything you ever heard about this guy is true. He was amazing. Huh. And you're like, oh, shit. So this is humbling and inspiring. And then... Yeah, it was just, like, this really amazing... The only thing that I didn't like is, like, it was a two-hour tour, but you were, like, rushed through it. Oh. And that really upset me, because, like, I kind of want to spend more time doing, seeing this and that. But whatever. And then after that, we had dinner. And then we went to the Dwarf House, which is where Truett Kathy basically invented the Chick-fil-A sandwich.
1: What is the Dwarf House?
0: It's a restaurant. Oh, okay. Anyway, so we walk in. anyway, Dwarf House is gorgeous. It looks amazing. As you walk in, there's like this dessert thing. It's like pies and ice cream. Mm-hmm. And on the right, there's a regular Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. And on the left is Dwarf House. Mm-hmm. We wanted to go at the Dwarf House. So I'm like, hey, table for four. And uh yeah, they're like, it's a half hour wait. And I kinda look in there and I was like I guess, yeah. You know? <laughs> sure, I'll whatever. We waited. And like what really upset me is there was I was expecting a different experience. I thought the dwarf house was the dwarf house and Chick-fil-A was Chick-fil-A. Oh. But at the Dwarf House they serve everything Chick-fil-A serves and then just like some other stuff. Oh. And I was kind of upset because
1: Wait, it was just, half an hour. Yeah, half you know?
0: Well, so, I, I wasn't really hungry. None of us really were, because mm-hmm. we had just eaten barbecue. Oh man, we had some pulled pork too. God damn! Motherfucker, this shit was good. And like mac and cheese and the the mac and the mac the, the, the pasta was like big. It was like noodles like that big. It was massive. It was so good. So delicious. And then it was like banana pudding. Whew. Anyway. Must be nice. <laughs> But I was, I was determined, I was like, I'm gonna eat that. Okay. <laughs> Cause originally we were just gonna get dessert, but I was like, eh, yeah, we're already here. Anyway, me and Joe, we got what they call the giant burger. The giant burger. And I were like, man, how big is this burger, dude? So we were like, kinda nervous, but I was like, you know what? I might be fooled, but I'll fucking eat this burger right now. I don't know. So I ordered the giant burger with a side of okra and like two cornbread muffins. Okay. Is giant? What I'm about to say, I hope, doesn't offend anybody in the Chick-fil-A chain of command. But it just was not what I expected. Yeah. You can throw those away. The burger was super small. For $16. And the okra was good. The burger was good. But for something called the giant burger, it was not very good. And... Overall, everything was just kind of weird. Like, people weren't wearing hairnets. Uh, one person was definitely wearing a pink wig. And I was like, is that, is that something that we do now? You know what I mean? Because I know at my restaurant, like, standards are very high. And it just didn't seem like standards were that high. Okay. But overall, appearance... And just being at the place where it all kind of started, I guess made up for everything. You I know, mean, like this is where it happened. Um, and then other than that, it was it wasn't bad. Like we did want to go somewhere else, but there just wasn't enough time. Like it was just like busy blocks of instruction. So, but it was a good trip. I liked it. It was nice to say that I was in Atlanta, and not getting pulled over.
1: Word for. yeah i
0: was driving from north carolina back here uh-huh. and uh i was driving i drove past this this police vehicle under an overpass and they like they like try to catch up to me but they couldn't within like a like a mile or so down the road another cop car pulls like, they're not behind me, but they're, like, adjacent. Mm-hmm. And I know they're following me. And I'm just like, can you just pull me over already? Like, I was like... So, finally, they pulled me over. They were like, oh, what's your name? Where are you coming from? Do you have any other aliases? Do your parents have aliases? And I, I was like, oh, my God, dude. I was like, not a drug dealer. you yeah. <laughs> know... <laughs> but, yeah. It was, honestly, overall, it was just... I feel it was a good experience. Um... But yeah, it was a good experience. I feel just knowing more about true and Kathy just made it all that much better. Hmm. So yeah, not bad. I maybe I can go back again.
1: Oh, after what you said about the burger, I don't know about that.
0: Nah, I think <laughs> I think for me, honestly, I think the expectations were just too high. To be honest, because I mean, realistically, I thought about it. I was like maybe it wasn't that bad. Maybe but. in your head. You're like, this is where it all started. Like, you just started to just make it seem, have impossible standards. Okay. And maybe, like, those people weren't supposed to be wearing hair and I was just being overly critical. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? When you go to another restaurant like that, you are. I feel like I'm usually more critical about stuff. I think I was just being overly critical. Okay. But I feel, I don't know. I feel like for $16, my brother could have definitely
1: been I know the feeling. I went to Hooters on Thursday with a friend of mine to try and cheer him up. And uh, it was just a shitty experience. <laughs> I've, like, seen videos of other people that gone there just like, yeah, this... It sucks. And, uh, yeah, it does. It's just not what you imagine it in your head as as a 14-year-old boy when your dad takes you he's like, son, we're going to get you your first beer, we're going to get you a pair of tits and some wings right now. <laughs> we're going to watch the game, you are going to shut up and not be weird about it, alright? Oh, <laughs> well, I'm sorry, that was a bad experience. I mean, I I shouldn't go to a place to objectify women, even if that's what their whole part is. But like, just the fact that the food sucks so badly and they charge so much for it, that's what really was annoying to me. Mm-hmm. I was, like, like between the two of us, it was, like, a $70 bill, and we didn't even get anything special. And I was, like, what the fuck? Like, food-wise, I mean, just a gross, dry burger with, like, really good-tasting barbecue sauce. But I didn't come there to eat barbecue sauce, came there to eat whatever, you know? Yeah. And, like, their curly fries are just, like, regular fries, but they're shaped like curly fries. Like, you know how curly fries usually have, like, that seasoning on them that <laughs> makes them taste like a curly fry? Yeah. Did not have that. Ugh. I was like, what the fuck is this? That's all. It was just bad. That's us. Yeah. And then I hate when they have places that have, like, big-ass TVs, but they have them, like, angled at, like, certain places where it's, like, you... You're like having to watch above someone, or you had to like turn around to like look up. That's great, yeah. Maybe because it was a Thursday, they just weren't feeling lively. Who knows? Yeah, yeah I would recommend it. <laughs> yeah. Well,.
0: It is what it is, I suppose.
1: Yeah. I mean, I guess everyone puts things in their mind as one way, and then you get to see it, and you're like, oh, it was nothing like I thought it was going to be at all. So, yeah. what sucks.
0: Oh, yeah. I think, I think I told you, like, me and Steph were really disappointed with Arby's once. Ew. I paid, like, $50 for really okay food, and Jesus. I was like... I don't know. Like, I work in a restaurant, right? Yeah. And quality of food is priority. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, things have to be in the fryer for this long. This has, like, when you're doing everything it has to be exact or else it's not going to be the best. And it's just like, when you go to some places and they're just like, yeah, there it is. It's just like, do you not have pride in this? Man? Right? Like, uh, like, I get maybe you didn't think you were going to be working at a fucking Arby's at this <laughs> point in your life, but, I mean, come on, dude. Fuck,
1: I know. Especially just the fact that everything is so expensive now, you know? Uh-huh. It's like, anywhere you go, even regardless if you're going to, like, McDonald's or, like, fucking Taco Bell, or you're going to sit down, it's like, you know it's going to be expensive. But it's mm-hmm. like it's nice to feel like your food has some quality to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Honestly, like the restaurant we went to
0: today, quality was there, bro. Yeah, the restaurant itself looked a little, <laughs> <laughs> but like the a food mark. the food was on point. Your fucking quesadillas, even though I wouldn't have eaten them because. Um, Whatever. It looked
1: it was, good. <laughs> <that had laughs> in it? Yeah,
0: um, It look shit. looked good. It was good. The presentation. The presentation was amazing. Um, Dominic's burger was really good.
1: Oh yeah, I didn't even try. Fuck that burger. That was, was so hot. Man. It was so delicious. Oh my god,
0: it was. It was the hottest burrito I think I've ever had in my life. Yeah, for real. It was. Yeah, it was good. I think that might be a place that we're probably gonna frequent more often. <laughs> Cause like I did want to go to the lunchbox because I do love the lunchboxes in Yeah. But every time I see your quesadilla, it just makes me sad. <laughs> Why? it doesn't look good. It doesn't look like it has flavor. It's just like <sighs> here's some cheese and chicken boiled. Yeah. Chicken. I know.
1: Next time I need to just order like something different. Just I don't know when there's too many options. Uh, it hurts my brain, and I'm just like, go with what you know you like, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I think I did that at one
0: place, too. I ordered a burger. I was at a Mexican place, I don't really like Mexican food all that much. I was like,
1: well, I'm just going to get a burger, and it wasn't that great. That's like when I went to Hooters. Like, they had these shrimp tacos, and I was like, I really like shrimp. but I'm craving something other than a fucking burger, but I was also like, I don't know if I can trust the quality of food here at this place. And everything costs the same. I was like, oh, maybe I'll just get, like, one of their salads with their chicken in it. And it was the same price as the burger. It was, like, $14. And it I was like, for a fucking salad right now? That's awful. Yeah. I was like, no. Nah. And I'm not going to take any chances with these shrimp tacos. No. If I went to, like, a Mexican bar and grill, then maybe, but not here. Like, we went, I don't know if I, oh, we
0: haven't told you yet. Uh, me, Steph, and the kids, we went to the Melting Pot. I don't know if you've ever oh, heard yeah. First of all, holy shit. The second we walked in, I was like, man, I know for sure this is going to be expensive. <laughs> <laughs> like, my my wallet was like, oh, I don't know, I <laughs> It was too late. We're already at the restaurant. We're going to walk out. Yeah, yeah. And then I saw the menu. I was like, god damn. <laughs> I was like, am I? Because originally we were going to go to that 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 Japanese steakhouse On Yarbrough. You know Uh, what I'm talking about? uh, Like, you're going, like, you were leaving my house? Yeah. It's over here on the left. Oh, the Tevin place? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. I love that place. This place is good. It's delicious. And uh, the first time we went, it was so funny because Dominic was watching the guy, like, chopping up the food. Yeah. And Dominic would grab his fork and (laughs) like, like, he was chopping the food. And then he, like, leaned over to my mom and was like, I'm going to chop your food. She's like, No, you're not. (laughs) It was a super cute video. But anyway, which we are originally going to go. And then we were going to, then Steph just like, oh, well, I want to go to, what's that stupid Mexican place you guys go to? At the Fountains? Chipotle? Chipotle. Stupid
1: Mexican place, what the and, fuck? <laughs> and then
0: we ended up going there, and I was just like, the fondue at the beginning was delicious. Uh-huh. The dessert was amazing. Okay. It's the dinner part. It was not the best experience. Okay. It was like they gave us all this food and like this cast iron pan to cook it on. And they gave us like but it, it took forever to cook the food. Okay. It was like warmer over here than it was over here. This side was cooking slower than this side. Uh, and then all the oil was gone and then like all the food was sticking to the pan. I was like, Can we get some more oil over here? <laughs> like have you never <laughs> run into this problem before? It was just the. It was a fucking. We were there for like two and a half hours, dude. Jesus. I I was exhausted when we left. Like fuck, I, let's never do this again. If we do go back, it's just gonna be for the fondue and then for like the dessert. That's it. Uh, uh,
1: I've, I've, I experienced those kind of places as a kid, like the teppanyaki. and like, I for me it was kind of always been a one and done. Like I've seen the show. I'm like, I just want to sit down and eat something. Just like, get it all out at once and then let's get the fuck
0: out of here. Hey, get your hands <laughs> out of there. Okay. Gorge hands.
1: Those crocs.
0: I mean, you can. You can just go to a regular table and just order food. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, for the kids, I think they would have enjoyed the show. I think they always do. Yeah,
1: I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, for me, personally, I'm just like, I don't... I've seen the show, like, I'm like, okay. That's cool, you can flip some meat.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But no, like, the food there is good. And then after, like, let's just... Next time, we're just going to do what we said we're going to do and not deviate. I mean, because it was going to be expensive if we did go there, but it wasn't going to be... $160 $160 worth of food expenses. Yeah. So. That's it. Yeah. Dominic and Soma are playing with each other. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, I need to get them like a little cat gymnasium, It's is all over the place. Do this. Do that. They're hanging out. They're having fun. That's so cool.
0: Your cat's gonna be tired. <laughs> doubt it.
1: It's gonna be even more energetic it. We
0: yeah. Well, Steph and Matthew are at the movies right now. Nice. We gotta figure out something to do. No. no, no, no. Oh, we gotta go let Ethel out right now. Okay. Well, yeah. Anyway, Nerdlorians, that's the episode. It's a short episode today. I guess so. Um, but hey, thanks for listening. Also... There's 31 of you subscribed on Spotify, but I have very few listens on these episodes. So do me a favor and maybe listen some episodes. <laughs> okay.
1: There's 31 of you. He's got a gun right now, so maybe listen to what he Yeah. He knows where you live
0: and work. We're also guys like... I mean, we have ideas, but if you have ideas, we want to hear them, too.
1: Yeah, that'd be great. It's exhausting coming up with stuff.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But also, we're going to start doing more to engage directly with you guys. Um, I do have... The Instagram is a nerdhologron Instagram. Yeah.
1: So... I'm finally on the TikToks. Panda wizard. So, look us up. Yeah. Um... Definitely going to be posting more stuff on TV. We're
0: going to try and grow the brand. I know we've been kind of lazy about it, but we're going to do better this year.
1: Yeah, it's summertime. We're going to try to get out and make some more videos and stuff. Yes. I think we'll definitely feel like we're going to make a switch over to that more often.
0: We'll do a so nice like, mix. We'll yeah. do a nice mix.
1: Yeah. But yeah. All right. Later. Bye.